welcome everybody to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing great. Uh, I am here with my two buds, my co-hosts, my co-conspirators. Harry, how are you doing tonight, pal? You know, Papa, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for asking. I hope everyone's having a happy holiday, uh, you know, or how, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate. Just a single holiday? Feeds- yeah, just a single holiday. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't celebrate more than one. But no, happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, Papa, you for correcting me. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, you know, it's tough out there right now. A lot of uh, news of outbreaks and stuff and all that jazz. And uh, I hope everyone's safe, doing well. Um, I'm excited for this pod tonight. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Marvel guy, but um, this one definitely got me. And uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm excited to chat. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Mm. Well, can't wait to get started. Uh, glad to hear you're doing good. Hans, how about you, buddy? How you doing? I've been openly waiting to I've been waiting to openly vent about this movie, like not in like a bad way, but like just go go nuts on this for like uh, when living with someone who honestly couldn't care less about anything Marvel. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just I, I feel like I have a lot of emotions that have been just like like tucked inside. I just got to let them all out. Oh, and man. it's it's funny because we, you know, we're all in a group chat together and uh, with a few other people and you kind of like pose that question. <laughs> hey, what does everybody think? And there was just crickets. And yeah. I think it was because we were afraid of, you know, accidentally spoiling something for somebody, you know, yeah. unintentionally. So now is the time. And, yeah. you know, the guys I thought about that. Like I was I was like, like after someone said like, oh, he didn't say it. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> no one's going to say anything. <laughs> Uh, but this is the time. This is the place, my friend. That's right. Tonight we're talking Spider-Man No Way Home. Full spoiler discussion. So bam, be advised. Bam, bam. Yes, we are going to be diving <laughs> deep. And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? It's the most popular movie in the world right now. Go check it out. Tell me about it. Uh, you're going to get our thoughts and opinions on it. But uh, come back afterwards and, and give us a listen. But for those that have seen it or for those that just don't care, we're ready to dive in, baby. So uh, with that said, you know, we're not going to be going point by point over the plot, but just kind of general thoughts and opinions on uh, different things. And I'll start it off. I, uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie, but I will say it's not a perfect movie. It has its flaws. And uh, I'll get into some of those a little bit later. But I just I, I think that uh, they really stuck the landing when it came to ending this uh spider-man home trilogy i guess we'll call Mm. it um you know uh did a really fantastic job and excited to see where it goes later uh i thought doc strange was a great addition to the plot and the cast it made sense um having him be involved and and you know peter coming to him uh to try and resolve the situation and i i think it gave like a different dynamic from the peter tony thing uh you know tony was kind of like a pseudo father figure for uh uh for peter but dr strange is more a guy who's just like look i'll help you with this one thing but i'm not here to clean up your mess you need to clean this up um so that was pretty interesting um but i'm all for more benedict cumberbatch whenever we can get him so happy to see him in there And then uh, just one more thought before we pass it off to you guys. I thought the film had several standouts. Um, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina being 
the big ones 100%. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but also I really enjoyed uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I thought that their what time that they had in the movie, they they were uh, really good in their roles and and provided something. Um, Defoe and Molina, there was a little more depth to. Um, but Garfield and Maguire, um, it you know even though they're playing the same character, they're not really they're they're playing their iterations of the character, mm-hmm. and to be able to distinguish those and fall back on you know previous uh, versions of the franchise and and kind of keep that in continuity um, was a job well done by them. On the flip side of that, I thought Thomas Hayden Church was really wasted. I loved him as Sandman in Spider-Man Three. And here we don't even get to see him as Thomas Hayden Church. Um, <laughs> he's mostly just CGI sand monster the entire movie. Yeah. And and like not until the end do we verify that this even is the actor uh, when we get to see him in his, you know, quote unquote human form. Um, so that was kind of a bummer just seeing CGI sand the whole time. But uh I, I wish we would have gotten a little more of him and a, and a little more depth from him um, because I enjoyed the character so much in, uh, in Spidey three, but you know, we got him period. So I'm happy on that front. Um, what about you guys? Any thoughts on those points before we, we move on? To be honest, this movie, I, I, I don't want to say should have, this movie could have been an absolute mess mm. like and leading up and, and, yeah. You know, the, the way the trailers presented it and the hype behind it. And, you know, I, I think on principle alone, it was going to make a, a, like a boatload of money because of the concept that they were pulling is basically bringing the multiverse into the MCU officially. Um, I mean, we got some iterations of it in um, like a little bit of it in um, WandaVision and Loki focused on it, like kind of towards the end. But uh, I, this honestly could have been like a Spider-Man 3 mess. And even like it just... The story, they could have messed up the story. They could have just kind of like did put the characters in like at a position where it just didn't make sense. Um, but I like I this movie like kind of improved like improved my like faith that I have in Kevin Feige because he him and the relationship with Sony, like they are working so well together. And it's I, you know, there's all these reports that you know, like they want to go what well, they're one way, they want to go another, they're not, they're not cooperating. And like, it just, I, I think this gives a lot of hope for uh, like just super superhero movies in general, where like competing studios. Now at this point, Marvel owns everything except or Disney owns everything except um, like the DC and officially Sony, but they own all the Fox characters, but it gives me a lot of faith moving forward that they're going to start pulling in X-Men and other universe characters that they're going to kind of do them justice because i i like from your point like i i i Hmm. not only just really enjoyed the movie like i absolutely love this movie um i i've been thinking about it for the past five days like i I, i've i've gone online and watched like the bootleg clips of not just like the some of the like (laughs) you can't really hear all the audio but you can hear people reacting and i just i thought that was just like you know, uh, we knew a lot of the people like uh, other than like confirmed in trailers. We knew like it was it was con- almost confirmed that Toby and Andrew were going to be in it. So uh, yeah. I, like, again, this could have been an absolute disaster. And you know how like Internet trolls are and saying like this, this isn't real Spider-Man or blah, blah, blah. Like this, like re- like the way people review bomb stuff. 
Um, it, this could have this could have been an absolute mess, and and the whole team like really like at Sony and and Disney slash Marvel like just knocked it out of the park. Um, Doctor Strange, I very you know I, with your point, he was a great addition. Very misled through the trailers. I thought he was going to be somehow included in the Sinister Six. Sinister Six, whether it was like a Mephisto or like even like a um, Mysterio somehow iteration. I don't know. Um, I'm glad he wasn't. I like how it's basically him just being obnoxious Dr. Strange that we, you know, we all know and love um, and like kind of like taking those risks. Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, Defoe was a huge standout. Um, I think his character like improved so much from the first time we saw him in Spider-Man one. You know, we got him coming back a couple times in the sequels, just as Defoe, not as Green Goblin. But I thought I, I, I will go on the record and people listening to this will say like in just maybe what 20 minutes of screen time he had like actual on screen, he probably like just catapulted to top five villains for me in the MCU. Wow. Um, I, I think he hmm. played it like amazingly. And then I agree with you with Molina. Like he was great. I liked, I liked how they really explained because a lot of, you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, I thought he was a villain or he, he, like you know redeemed himself at the end of spider-man 2 and he didn't like they explained the timing of when they came into this this universe um but he was redeemed anyway so i mean i i, I thought that was good um but yeah i mean i i if we had all night because i know we don't because um we know we all got things to do and you know a family we're going long we're um, going long i'm not i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm christmas I'm, we're I'm going long. Committed, I'm committed to making this a three-hour podcast, but I'm not going to. Um, so I'll turn <laughs> it over to Harry. Harry, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you just gave us another podcast idea: top five uh, Marvel uh, movie mm. villains in the uh, MCU. So Spicy. look out, look out in the future for that, folks. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you obviously, you know, are are the brains behind you know our decisions to go with the trailers and, and talk at length about them. And you've been, you've been the guy up at midnight waiting for the trailer to drop and, you know, to give the people behind the scenes hands has been all about this movie. So for me, there, there's nothing that may, you know, we're, we're not, we're no longer doing video, but I've had a huge smile on my face the whole time because hands uh, his passion for it has been uh, unmatched, especially in our friend group, who's pretty nerdy. And he uh, I'm glad to see that it delivered for him. I think I lean a little bit more towards Greg and I, I don't know if I'm influencing Greg. I don't know if like he's starting to become an artsy fartsy guy now <laughs> in his old age. Maybe Not a he's chance. Losing a little bit. <laughs> Actually, um, yeah, probably you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, but you know, like Greg said, I think there's some flaws and logic things that, for me, as you you mentioned, Chris, you've been thinking about it the last five days. When I think about it more, it starts to bother me more as far as like my, not my enjoyment level, but just the way I feel, because this movie is hugely nostalgic. I think one of the things that this movie has going for it is that even if you haven't kept up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's a reason to go see it because your son's telling you, you know, to, to somebody's mom, your son saying, oh, remember the Tobey Maguire movies? Like, come on, let's go see it. He's in it, you know, and, and that, that just kind of domino of just, you're, you're okay to see this. Now, listen, Dr. Strange shows up and you're probably like, who the heck is Dr. Strange if you haven't been keeping up? But there's there's room in there for everybody as far as nostalgia. And for me, 
you know, I grew up kind of with the Toby movies and, you know, that always has a soft spot for me because it's kind of the first Spider-Man. And that's where I think I get clawed in by the nostalgia. And while, again, I think the movie really does a lot of good things and is, is a theater experience. I'll remember, um, you know, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, my experience, you know, there was uh, there was a lot of clapping and applauding during some parts um, you know, and it was, it was a full pack theater. I saw it on Thursday opening night and that was great. And, but it's just for me, as far as a story and how the Marvel universe builds with it, I think it's going to be a part of something as opposed to a culmination. And that's where I think some of the movies that are on higher up on my, uh, you know, Marvel rankings, you know, go for me, their stories hit a little bit more, you know, hard and, you know, seeing this movie, I did see it twice actually. Um, because the wife, uh, she was, man, let me tell you real quick sidetrack. The wife was chomping at the bit for more Spider-Man contact content. She has watched, I think all the movies again, uh, the two Spider-Mans with, uh, Tom Holland, the three Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire, the two Spider-Mans with, uh, Garfield. And she's watched bonus scenes and all this stuff. She is seventies live action show. Exactly. (laughs) Not that far. Not that far. I don't think so. I got to check. I got to check. Um, but she is, she is deep into it. So, and we'll get into the, once we get towards the end and kind of discuss the ending, you'll, you'll kind of know why for that. But yeah, for me, it's, um, I, you know, it, I think it just leans a little bit too much into the nostalgia factor and just the, you know, Hey, here we are. Um, you know, isn't this great? And, and while that works as a, as a one-time viewing experience, I think as we get farther away, you know, it'll, uh, it'll kind of sink in a little bit that it was, you know, still a solid piece, but just like a lot of the Marvel movies, I'll just end here really quick. It just with a lot of the Marvel product, it's what the culmination of it's going to be. So, you know, there's a lot of things that'll come down the line that it's like, did this really have the impact that it will? And not even just, you know, with MCU and with Marvel, it's like, who's going to be making the next Spider-Man movie? Um, you know, and who, who's going to be starring in it and what are the characters in it? And that's, that's another question where this kind of, you know, you know, not jumping forward to the end, but this kind of leaves it open to all kinds of possibilities. Mm-hmm. I just want to add real quick before I pass it off to hands uh, on the Molina note. Um, I could listen to him call Toby dear boy all day. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that, but I just love that scene. Where he's like, dear boy. <laughs> well, like you, you said with that, whenever, whenever uh, Defoe goes, uh, goes goblin, that's my, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. When, when you see his face, like just pause or change or that smirk come or just his head's turned to the side and you can't see his expression. Oh man, that, uh, that, that's powerful stuff right there. Agreed. Hey, Hans, what do you got for us? The phone literally, like his face, like they didn't even need to put makeup on him. Like I know, like he could be like, a, like his face is goblin esque. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He's terrifying. He does so much work with his face. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. with, like he doesn't even need to say anything. His expressions. You know, for for our boy Frankie out there, the actor, if he, I'm sure he's been taking notes on the foe, but like. <laughs> That's that's what you go to. That's go to school of acting for that. Like just to see what he can do. It's incredible. Yeah, I think the first movie I saw with him was either second was like Boondock Saints, and even then, like he's a like a good guy, like he's a cop, but he's a terrifying like he has a terrifying face. Like I, I feel like if I ever meet him, I probably will be like scared to talk to him because you know he just he, <laughs> he probably is like the he's probably a gentle soul exactly. Interviews. But he's just like you're like oh like he he could go crazy at any moment. <laughs> 
Go away, Goblin. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, like out, outside of phone, like I, I think like visually, like this had to be one of the best MCU movies in terms of, I mean, it wasn't like, I, I wasn't a large scale, like end game type ending. Like it was a very, it, you know, other than the multiverse collapsing, um, it was a, you know, just, it took place on the Statue of Liberty, like very small yeah. scale. Um, but I think like visually, like they, they did so well with a lot of these CGI characters, like in one, in, in these frames. And it just, it looked like it flowed so well. And, you know, the Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man fight was like incredible. That was, I, I, that was up to the level of the Doctor Strange movies, which are already like borderline acid trippy. Um, <laughs> and I think this just like built on that. I think like bringing in Doctor Strange was kind of smart and you see like kind of Peter, outsmart his way out of the mirror dimension which i thought was pretty cool um but i, I just I, I i keep thinking about some of the scenes where it's just like outside of like the practicality of it of just you know having the three of the same spider-man it's just like actually seeing like three spider-man in action against like more cgi like like sandman and electro like i just thought like everything flowed so so well there was one shot that actually I, and that bothered me a little bit that you can tell it was obviously, but you, they're not going to do this is when, um, you know, jumping a little bit to the end when Andrew's Spidey saves Mary Jane or no MJ. I, mm-hmm. um, and you, you got the wrong Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah I know. Ner- <laughs> nerds are going to blow up. What kind, of fan, what kind of Spider-Man fan am I? Um and he lands and he like lands really weird. And it's, ob- it's obviously like some like CGI isn't that smooth, but I'm not going to nitpick that because they didn't really do that. So that was obviously done on computers. Um, yeah. I liked when they brought the um, like Toby and Andrew back that, you know, there's all, I, I like how they build in a lot of the parallels between their stories, but they were also three very different individual characters. Um, you know, they had the uncle Ben slash aunt may, um dying to like really make their you know make them realize like the importance of being spider-man um you know even the things that they say and and they they have some quips in there like when toby and andrew first come back and he's like you know they both say at different times well we don't carry idea around us that would ruin the whole anonymous thing and andrew at one point's like he's like i just said that like you know and and some of their stories you know I love like the the whole interactions between Peter with his um his webbing. I mean Toby with his webbing and they're like Andrew's like <laughs> really freaked out. Like like um and they even bring it up like later in the last battle, like that, that it's still yeah. stuck on his mind. Um but I I think that they they didn't have to put them in the whole movie, and I'm glad that they didn't. And I think that putting them in the third act, I know Greg, um, you're on record as saying, well, you knew they weren't gonna come back any earlier than like the third act of the movie. Like it may be mm-hmm. somewhere like mid second. I'm glad they came back in the third. Um, I really wasn't one of the things I didn't like initially, but then I thought about it a little more was when, how they came back of like Ned bringing them in. But, you know, I kind of, I, I think as the movie went on and like kind of towards the end, it didn't bother me that much. I thought it actually was pretty clever. Um, and I, it made me think like, I'm like, wait, I'm like, did he like cross dimensions? But then they even pointed out and say, like, no, like they came with everyone else. They were just kind of wandering around New York City. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I just think there, there's so much like I, I can kind of go on with this. But 
Um, I, you know, I agree with you, Greg, with one of the points was the Sandman. Like why he didn't need to be in this movie. Like, I don't think, (laughs) I, I think, you know, using the logic of it's really people who knew Peter's identity were pulled in, but I mean, he was another one that was, I don't think they really say when he was pulled in to this world. I think like, I think at that point he was already redeemed because he helps Peter fight Electro. So yeah. I, it had to have been like after the events of Spider-Man three. Um, but I, I liked how, like what they did with the villains where they kind of made them good guys. Like they, they weren't villains. They were more along the lines of just like confused of what was happening. And then, you know, the story progresses towards the third act and you're like, all right, well, yeah. Like we were, everyone watching was wrong. Well, um, but yeah, I, I, that, there's a, a couple more thoughts that I had. I, I didn't think Sandman had to be in there, but I, I guess they probably like rolled the dice to say, like, do we want Topher Grace's Venom to be in here while we have another successful Venom already that we're trying to build? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to like put Topher Grace in and just kind of ruin the whole dynamic of the movie? So, Honestly, I don't know. I, don't you... know. I, I might even prefer Topher Grace's Venom to Tom Hardy's. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know that sounds I weird to yeah. say, but <laughs> I haven't seen like you know, I haven't seen the second Venom movie, just the post credits. And I, I guess uh, Tom Hardy's a he's such a weird actor to put in that role. But I, I would take I would take I would take Harry over putting um oh, over thanks. Topher Grace. No offense. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I would. I, but I think, you know, I think you would do a much better job of with very little acting experience that you <laughs> may or may not have. So Harry, any thoughts on uh, Hans's points? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, sticking with the villains a little bit. I mean, I think Sandman is there, you know, to kind of, you know, I mean, I know there has been the electro point where it's like, he didn't really know who Peter Parker was, you know, and they kind of answer that towards the end. But I think Sandman's there to kind of bring a counter, like him and Doc Ock are kind of the counter of wanting to either go, like there's a whole thing with all of them where it's like some of them want to go home because they want to be evil. Some of them want to go home because they want to see their daughter, Sandman. Some of them want to stay because they want to be cured or they see what it can do. And, you know, for me, that whole kind of plot is just kind of, you start seeing the holes really quick to me. It's like, so Peter wanted to keep like, and I've seen it twice. So it's like, I was trying, I was really paying attention during this scene where it's like, all right. So Aunt May wants to keep them here to try and help them and then help them for what? Like they talk about how they were like, you know, fighting Peter or Electro talks about how he was like gaining energy and he's like, oh no, I was about to die. And it's like, there's these, it's like, so what are we sending them back for? Like to be like, not Electro to be not Doc Ock. And it's like, like then is but then you could also make the cases like you know again i always do this where it's like we're watching this movie now in three years is it oh because doc ock was different going back this happened in this universe and you know because we're going to get a dr strange multiverse of madness so you know there's going to be some more multiverse questions loki helped you know answer some of that with its show so it's like where are we kind of going with this and and the plot for me with this movie specifically I don't know. I felt like the hole showed up a little bit more. Papa, what about you with the villains? Did you feel like, I don't know, it just felt a little off to me with that. Yeah, so there were a couple things. Number one, I wasn't a huge fan of the the villains being not good guys, but like sympathetic, I guess, would be the word. Like, you know, what happened to them happens to them. That's their fate. And maybe I'm just being 
yeah. Doctor Strangey, but uh, yeah. you know, I don't. It's not Peter's responsibility. You know, he, there's the whole line which I'll get into later, but it's not his responsibility to fix them. His responsibility is to put things back as they were. Um, I didn't hear. I, think, I didn't hear Tom Holland being like, "Oh, you know what? You know, I feel really bad for Mysterio now. He was actually a really good guy, you know, deep down." And it's exactly like, still tried to kill you at the end. Like, you yeah, know, he's seconds away. He's not asking Dr. Strange to like try and bring back Mysterio or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, Let's get I, Vulture I th- out of prison. What's he up to? <laughs> exactly. I think the, with the villains with the villains. And this is this is one of the, the things that uh, was kind of like a flaw for me. Um, it felt like the movie was missing something. Uh, maybe there needed to be a new villain. Uh, maybe it was too much nostalgia because it was all just people that we've seen before. And granted, they were cast in somewhat new lights, but like it's still the same characters. Uh, so there yeah. was that. And I, I also wish we would have gotten a true Sinister Six. I mean, we had five mm. villains and instead of the six and we didn't even get them just being completely evil up to their dastardly ways, trying to find a way to destroy Spider-Man and his life. It was just them kind of going off on a rampage and saying, Hey, you know, we don't want to die. And I, th- I think in Electro and Goblin's case, they were the only ones that really wanted to kind of shake up the world and do some bad stuff. But uh, um, I don't know. It just, it seemed kind of haphazard and they were so close to having, a version of the sinister six like why not just round that out and and complete it like i get you've got a craven movie going on but like why couldn't one of tom holland's villains come back why couldn't you have vulture or scorpion who they alluded to in the first movie or mysterio uh and then just round that out and then make it equal where it's like villains from all all three universes working together i don't know it's just for me, that was one of the things that kind of bothered me. Um, yeah, I, I think like moving forward, like and when we eventually talk about the ending, I think like after I still think we're going to see a Sinister Six in like, you know, I and the rumor. I don't think he, Tom ever confirmed it, but Amy Pascal did. She said that we're getting and I think Feige did too. I mean, that they're making three more Spider-Man movie. And I'm convinced that like maybe because they're doing Morbius, they're doing venom like they're probably gonna do like uh, unfortunately like six more venom movies i they keep making money um like craven those guys are, are anti heroes i mean not craven, i know craven's a bad guy but i have a feeling that's maybe like and maybe not morbius but like they're going to lead up to like this trilogy is going to be like is going to conclude with like a sin like a true sin like tom holland sinister six like they may recast like a doc a, a current doc ock or something but i think I think you're going to have the third movie kind of like be if you're going to at least do it as a Spider-Man solo movie, it's going to lead up to like a true sinister six, not other other Spider-Man's villains. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like I feel as though I mean, again, not not comic book guy here, but like if you were going to do the sinister six six like this was the movie. And like, I mean, it, listen, if you it got five an extra half an hour, yeah, yeah just add one more. <laughs> but it's like my whole thing is, is like, and, you know, the end of this movie for spoiler alert again, you know, as we've talked about, like all the everybody goes back to their universe, per se, um, for the most part, except for one little drip, uh, which we'll touch base on. But like, so 
when do they, when do we get six again? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is like where it's like you had your shot and you didn't shoot it. So now it's like, you know, now we're like, you know, we're redoing the villains or like, you know, Chris was saying is Morbius and Venom and Vulture going to be involved. And then it's like, all right, well, then who else from where else? And it's like, for me, it gets too messy where it's like, I almost don't want to think about it anymore. And it's like, they're not doing Sinister Six. And if they do at some point, cool surprise. But like, this was, this was it as far as like that was going to happen. And now they're trust all Feige, gone, my so. man. Trust Feige. Feige's got uh, a 30 year plan. Listen, I, I trust him, but it's like, I don't know. I guess I, I'm, I just I'm don't with know you there. I, I don't see that opportunity coming back up again. I mean, it could happen. I just think it's unlikely. Then we're just like running said, back this, this the same time. movie. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. We're not. I feel like. The other point that you had, uh, hands I wanted to touch on was. Uh, Kind of the interplay between the Spider-Man. I really liked that. Um, I thought that uh, any of the scenes where they were together in in some form or fashion just stood out, and it was it was tremendous. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't remember too much about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. To be honest, um, I only mm-hmm. I I think I've yeah. only seen Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man, the first one maybe two or three times. Um, I've only ever watched amazing spider-man 2 once and that was with you greg when it came out mm-hmm. theaters and what just with a hunk of crap that it was i never wanted to go back and watch it <laughs> i only re i rewatched certain things like on youtube just clips of like when stacy dying like i've seen that like because i actually do like some of the sequences in those movies but i'm never going to go back and rewatch those 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 pieces of crap especially now that people are like like pushing for a Spider-Man three, a main Spider-Man three. I don't want that. So just stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Um, So amazing Spider-Man one, I was not a big fan of Um, amazing Spider-Man two. I liked even less. Uh, There are some good aspects to uh, ASM two, particularly the change to the costume. I absolutely loved um, I think he felt more like Spider-Man in the second one. And uh, I believe Hans Zimmer did a version, like a new version of his theme. Uh, so the score was pretty cool. But beyond that, it just um, the movie was just bad. Uh, there weren't a yeah. lot of g- good things to it. And yeah, now you've got all these people clamoring for amazing spider-man 3 as if the first two movies weren't just giant steaming pieces of crap and it's like it you know i get it he's good in the role and sure you know maybe you could get a different director than mark webb who did um the first two amazing spider-man but uh i i mean it's just i don't know i don't i don't need to see a full movie um a full solo Garfield movie again. Like if we want to bring him back as part of a, some multiversal hijinks or capers or whatever. Sure. I'm into it, but like, don't give me that amazing Spider-Man formula. I don't need to see that universe continue. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I love, I think I feel like his story closed up really well with this. Like if he comes back, like if they do secret wars and he comes back, awesome. That'd be great. But don't don't put money into like like Sony. Don't put money into that. Like keep pumping money, whatever money into Holland Spider Man because that's all. You, you got Kevin on speed dial. Is that you, you handing stuff over <laughs> yeah. your hands? What's Dude, we're, here's the we're gonna get to the point where they're gonna put it like millions and millions of dollars in the Spider Man Three, Amazing Spider Man Three. But they can cast like, can you imagine if they cast like Daniel Day Lewis as the new Norman Osborn in, in <laughs> MCU? 
would, that'd that would be, wild. be first. Can you I'm imagine him as the goblin? The you know, and ticket. he's like, he's the type of guy that if they cast him as the goblin, he'll actually fly around New York City on like a yeah, real hoverboard and blowing like. stuff up. Yeah, yeah, just to just to get a into the character for sure. Yeah, he's a nut uh, like that. Quick, quick note too, since we just talked about Garfield with Toby, and I know you know everybody ages, but man, he he looked a little. It, it not he didn't look terrible, but like it was disappointing to see how much he had aged, I guess, because, you know, the last time we saw him was 10, 15 years ago and he was kind of fresh faced Peter Parker, even yeah. though I know that he gets jokes for being like 25 or 30 when he was in high school. Uh, but um, it just I was disappointed to see him with the shadow and looking a little mm. gaunt in the face and, you know. Yeah, I I haven't seen him in anything. Like he he like uh, he hasn't I feel been like in he anything. disappeared. Like this yeah. was like his revival. Oh, Unless did we're you guys get, like brothers? Oh, go too. ahead. Go ahead. Did you guys catch the joke too about uh, his back hurting? Do you guys know this yeah. the story yes. behind that? Yeah, tell the so, audience yeah. for us. Yeah, so for those unaware, Toby <laughs> almost uh, missed out on the second movie of his franchise, Spider Man Two, because. He was complaining that he had hurt his back on, I believe, Spider-Man 1 and Seabiscuit. And so he wasn't going to return to the role for Spider-Man 2. They actually were going to cast Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and got pretty close to it. And then Toby, I guess they he liked the dump trucks of money that they were backing up. And boom, next thing you know, he's in Spidey 2 and 3. But they made a joke about his back hurting and. in this movie and they played it off as age, but I kind of, I feel like there was, that was a wink and a nod to nod the situation sure. with uh Spidey too. Yeah. Yeah. I know like entourage, if, if you guys have watched that, it, it doesn't age well, but um, like, I think it's like the second season they covered that kind of storyline, even though like Vince chase didn't get hurt, but he didn't do Aquaman too. And was recasted with, with Jake Gyllenhaal. And I think that was like a, like a little nod to Toby, not returning to, um to spider-man or may potentially not return to spider-man it's kind of funny arc but i that show overall yeah can't watch it anymore so so real quick to uh to greg's point about uh well i think it was to chris's point um about to about toby uh he was in great gatsby in 2013 labor day in 2013 he was on a show in 2014 the spoils of babylon uh pawn sacrifice in 2014 it was a good one the next thing he did was the Boss Baby Adult Tim narrator voice in 2017. Oh, no. And so since 2014, he hasn't been in any type of production or anything. So that's, what, seven years that we haven't seen him in, in a piece of content. So I think that also kind of, for me, it makes it seem a little bit more weathered. You know what I mean? But I think mm. that was kind of, you know, you guys were talking about the feelings of the Spider-Men. Um for the audience out there, I'm Spider Three. Um, Chris is Spider Two, and Greg is Spider One. For those keeping track at home, um, for the record, let the record show. Um, but what I enjoyed so much is just the difference of the like. There's a real sense that like Andrew Garfield's and Tobey Maguire's Peters are very kind of similar, besides some like different changes and. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is on a completely different like level, which, you know, is why, you know, his universe and money um, allowed this to happen. But for me, it's like, I, you know, I'm again, I think I'm too nostalgic about the Tobey Maguire ones, but um, I completely agree with you guys with the amazing Spider-Man three. Now, if I'm an employee of Sony, 
or if I am trying to work my way up at Sony, I am trying to pitch Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3 and get Andrew Garfield in there. I don't want it either. I'm in agreement with you guys. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of things that happen like this where somebody comes back and it's like, why don't we make the Amazing Spider-Man 3? And it's like, come on, are we going to forget that we all hated the, the other two? Like we all literally were like, yeah, you know, Andrew Garfield brings something to the role. Um, you know, for me, if anything, with his performance in this, it just makes me it makes me think about like all the people who crapped on those movies to begin with. And it's like, this is why we don't like take our immediate takes and like throw them out there. Yes. The movies weren't great, but like he was a good Peter and I felt like he really shined in this. But then again, it's like how much role did he have and how much time did he have to play with? He, he, he got up a lot of shots and a lot of minutes and he made a lot of baskets um, basketball reference for you folks out there. Um, so he was, he was a, he was a microwave scorer as we like to say. And he did, he played that to perfection, but it's like to carry the whole movie now, you know, you know, and for me, I mean, we talked a little bit about, um, tick, tick, boom. It just shows like the range that Andrew Garfield has. And like, you know, people should be recognizing what a good actor he is and taking the opportunities to see movies he's doing for sure. Um, and I just want to say like with amazing (laughs) Spider-Man two, like the, you know, not to harp on the point, but yeah. The opening weekend for No Way Home grossed more than the entire domestic run for wow. Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is yeah. just like it, it just goes to show it, it, this is a common feeling. Many people did not enjoy this. It's not just us on a soapbox saying, oh, these movies sucked. No, the audience spoke with their wallets. They did not turn out for that movie. Yeah. You know, whether it was because they thought it looked bad or they weren't happy with the first one, whatever. But like there's a common consensus. So the fact that people are, you know, all of a sudden shouting from rooftops, bring it back. It's like, what are you high? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Test yeah them. I, I, I completely, I, I, I just, I don't want, like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, like I, they're going to like, you know, those people are like, well, I've been saying since day one to get a sequel and blah, blah. Let's see. I was right. Like, yeah, guess yeah. what? Like you at the time you paid like what eight dollars to go watch this movie? Great, eight dollars. Other people didn't do it, so called a matinee show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's but the I, person that went. That's the person that went to the movies on a Saturday morning and paid four dollars, and then they're like, "Why didn't it make that much money?" Well, because because <laughs> you saw it at the value time, my friend. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say to, to Greg's point, um, this movie did uh, No Way Home, we're referencing, did make uh, $260 million at the box office this past weekend, um, which put it second all time um, behind none other than Endgame. And I mean, for opening you know, weekend. yes, for opening weekend. Sorry, you are correct. Um, for me, I mean, this is the first movie that felt that way to me as far as like, got to see it, got to be there. You know, um, talking with our buddy Tim, you know, after we saw Eternals and it was like, never again are we way to you know because there's a couple things that end up getting leaked out you know nothing major but it's like things get leaked out and you're just upset and so we knew for this one we had to be there thursday night and uh happy we were but man i tell you what um it just shows the the difference in in class because there was a little movie called west side story that came out the weekend before that i think made 10 million dollars um and uh yeah totally dominated by by spider-man incredible Mm. Uh, like why did they decide to like release that like west side story like like i i don't understand why like and then this is like they're gonna come back and say like i and i understand the whole christmas appeal and like family movies and and but you're going against like i i honestly think west side story should have been pushed up a couple weeks or pushed 
well, pushback would be Christmas. I don't think Day. it would have made a Christmas difference. Eve. I mean, West I, I think it would have given out, a little more, but well, it became I, it came out the weekend before and made ten million dollars. Uh, that's like, true. I, it was the weekend before. I thought it was the yeah, same weekend. I'm sorry. No, okay. yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like nobody cared, and now Never everybody's right. here for this movie. But yeah, I think I they knew they were gonna get creamed like for two weeks and then or one week, and then they'll have the Christmas break to make up with families yeah. and seniors and all that stuff. So. Shout out! Shout okay. out to our uh, brothers and sisters in the uh, theater world who uh, <laughs> who absolutely killed it this weekend, and hope you survived. And uh, you know, more fun is to come with uh, the holiday weekend out, out on the front lines. Yeah. Hair, <laughs> uh, um, what uh, what other points you got, bud? Yeah, yeah. So um, we we talked a little bit about it. You know, the, when when talking about like where they could have went with the story, you know, and just bringing in the sinister sticks six, like the first hour to 45 minutes of the movie are pretty much in the trailer, um, which, you know, when you talk about like, that's not a lot of time, you know, when in the hour the movie's two hours and about 40 minutes or so um, it kind of, or I guess it's 30 minutes. I can't remember the exact runtime, but it kind of does take a lot of the time from there. Um, it's another issue I have with trailers where it's like, okay, like the first hour is like from this, we get kind of what's going on. You know, maybe they could have just built more on the world for it to me, but really enjoyed kind of the, you know, not having too, too much, you know, shown in the trailer. Kudos to Disney making that happen. Um, one line that really got me thinking about, you know, the possibilities, because obviously this movie ends in devastating fashion with, uh, you know, everyone forgetting who Peter Parker is, um, you know, but what about Nick Fury? Nick Fury's off Earth. Does that spell count for him? Oh, not knowing Peter's. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's a good question. Does because, it, does it uh, go across the universe? Because well, then because does it affect my... Captain Marvel? Because she knows Peter Parker's identity. Yeah, well, too. hold on. Let's ask Captain Marvel expert Chris. Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, on Captain Marvel? <laughs> I my interpretation of that, and and that's when I saw your I saw your note on that before we we yeah. started, and I am under the impression that the spell had worked for everyone in that universe. So, like, so if mm. say say if in the in the in the future, like Doc Ock, like Alfred Molina comes into the MCU again. I think he'll know who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Like uh, that Peter Parker Spider-Man. But I don't think anyone within the realm of, of like, let's just, for example, like wherever Thanos' snap affected, I think that pretty much like it, that was the half of the universe or half of whatever. I think right. that's where where the, the Be- lines are drawn. Yeah. I don't know that. Because my issue was is like, I think I, I forget who I was talking to in, in, in the group, but they were like, well, everybody forgets who Peter Parker is. And I'm like, all right, well, like if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Peters were, if that was a concern for them, if they were affected by it, why would they like stand up and be like, yeah, let's have everybody forget Peter Parker. Like he's got MJ back at home waiting for him to get there. Like you think he wants to get back and be like, she forgot who I was. This was all for what? Um, but so that that was my only thing is, is like, how far does this spell cast? And like, is Nick Fury like, I don't know, it's a line in the movie. Um, you know, it's obviously been discussed throughout uh, WandaVision and uh, in the last Spider-Man in um, Far From Home. Um, so I'm just curious as to like, you know, if that's a role that comes back into play to kind of fix everything as far as, you know, the forgetting of who Peter Parker is. Yeah, I mean, my um, take on it is he probably is included in the spell, like Chris says, that extends beyond the boundaries of the planet, but within that dimension or that particular yeah. universe. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Just so a, yeah. Just so uh, that's it's my Captain Marvel knowledge. That's my like. I just, <laughs> well, this comes from Endgame. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, Peter Parker. Um. So so yeah. another, what a, another what a another... what a waste of dialogue. Now she's gonna forget. <laughs> Another note I had was um, I'm not on the train that everybody else in the theater and I know you guys are on of uh, cool daredevils here. Um, You know, I guess this is a nice way to kind of tie in other nostalgia as far as shows we liked and characters we liked. Um, You know, there was the nice tie into Hawkeye, obviously, with this is if you watched up to episode five um with the, you know, kind of big reveal at the end uh, there. I won't spoil that if you haven't seen it, but I think. We might have already touched base on it in a previous pod. Um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I mean, cool Daredevil's here. I don't care. Um, I guess it helps build the universe. But my whole thing is like build the universe to what end? You know, what are, what are the stakes here? Who are the players? What's going on? Um, you know, was it a cool scene? Of course it was. Um, I'm a really good lawyer. Um, you know, that was a great line. Uh, but yeah, not, not a huge, huge fan of that uh, more nostalgia poured onto me. Um, what about for you guys? Hands. I I liked it. Um, I thought it made sense for the story because it's, you know, he's a lawyer. You better get a lawyer. And, yeah. I think the fact that like, you know, I, what, like five days before this movie came out, Foggy came out and it's like, yep, uh, Charlie Cox <laughs> is our daredevil. And and I think because of, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this on a previous spot as well, like, couple images were leaked that showed daredevil in it but apparently you know they were altered and they weren't real but you know of course they turned out to be real so i kind of had a feeling unless they cut it in the final frame like the cut the final cut i like it um i'm a fan of daredevil like the the tv show um i like that they're going to continue it i like um you know the the reveal with um you know an episode five of hawkeye um I don't know if I'm sure if they do another Daredevil series, their paths are going to cross with like Kingpin. Um, are they going to bring like Kingpin into the MCU? Like, you know, a lot of a lot of these um, MCU shows, the shows are referencing the movies, but the movies aren't referencing the shows. And, you know, it's they're building their world. So I don't know whether or not if they're going to like, you know, build off of um, if they're going to, you know, introduce Fisk as a as a main player going forward and will daredevil be a part i don't think he'll be a part of a spider-man movie now that he doesn't know who he is but i i don't know i think it was a a cool little cameo and it was nice i'm glad that they put him in there to give like people hope that you know if they're not going to recast daredevil and yeah so ben affleck's not he's not doing batman again so they can bring him Uh... back Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the Daredevil scene, too. I I don't think it was nostalgic as much as this is Marvel planting their flag saying, hey, this is the direction we're going to go with Daredevil at some point. Um, The scene was fun, and there was only three times uh, during the movie um, when I saw it that the audience applauded, like physically just broke out into clapping. First was for Murdoch's appearance. And then the second and third were uh, Garfield and Maguire's appearances each time got a round of applause. So that yeah. shows you that, you know, it, it certainly hit and people were excited to see, you know, Daredevil in a Spidey movie, albeit, you know, sans costume. 
both uh both of my showings as well those were the uh those were the three applause moments for sure mm. uh yeah we i had though i had like maybe like four or five the big ones were those three and when they all swing together before they fight when they're on the bridge yeah and they all like land all together which i thought i'm i've been trying to find some kind of a like a painting like version of that that i can hang on my wall somewhere with the three lined up and so far nothing like even like the give it a couple things. weeks give it a couple oh weeks. dude i can't wait i'm i'm i've been searching the internet like crazy <laughs> i'm like nice. mining bitcoin and all and i'm like nah man i don't want this stuff i don't want this crap just give me give me a a poster with the three spider-man together <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, on my, the audience was like, they, you know, I, the guy next to me, I went by myself. The guy next to me was like hyped through the whole entire movie. Like so far, he was so funny because he was like, like hit me in the arm. He's like, did you catch that? Did you catch that? I was like, yeah, dude, there's literally a giant TV screen in front of me or a giant <laughs> screen in front of me. And I'm actually, I saw it, but he was, he was me and him were talking like for a couple of minutes, like after oh. the movie. But yeah, I made a friend. Man's got a new friend. Look out for him. I would, podcast. I would love that because there was a um, a woman who was a mom uh, sitting next to me, and she did not care at all, like zero reaction <laughs> to anything. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, good on you for bringing your kid to see this and all, but like, come on, lady, like get into yeah. it. Yeah. Be part of the like, magic. He yeah. was definitely like all like really hyped, but like he, you know, he was he was hyped for the ambulance trailer. That came on beforehand, <laughs> and, he was, and he was going crazy Dude, for that. I'm excited for that ambulance trailer. <laughs> we'll, Let's we'll, go, we'll talk later. Michael. We'll talk it, does look good. it does look go. good. It does look good. Whatever. Listen, and, did I watch the whole movie in the trailer? Yes. Am I? Yes. Oh see yeah, it? absolutely. Yes. Um, but you know, we were talking like he was. He was so funny. Where he's like, yeah, he's like. And I don't know if you know who like Morbius is like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I know, like, I know all of this. Like, and like, what if they like said a line or something or like referenced, like, I think like the Venom reference that Toby says when he fought like black goo, like that was an alien. Uh, yeah. The guy's like, he's talking about Venom. I'm like, really? <laughs> you should have said, hey, I got a, I got a podcast for you that'll uh, talk all about this in a couple of yeah. days. Uh, yeah. Check it out. I'm like, oh man, I didn't watch the other ones. Who is this guy? <laughs> I, uh, uh, what else? What else you got for well, us here? I was gonna say talking about who we saw. I was uh, next to my mother and uh, my wife, so uh, my mother was uh, similar to the to the other mom of just confusion and oh yeah, oh I didn't see the Andrew Garfield ones afterwards, so <laughs> that was fun to play that game. Um, and my wife was obviously <laughs> a sobbing mess at the end. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I talked a little bit about obviously the Haw- the Hawkeye tie-in. I think that's pretty cool. I'll be interested to see if they have shows going on at the same time in the future if it kind of links to their movies that might be coming out that'll be interesting to kind of again keep up with you know everything and if you can't we're here to help um we're here to help guide you through it um because we'll definitely be covering more marvel as it happens um but uh you know one thing that really got me in the movie that was surprising um because usually things aren't too surprising with this movie especially with the amount of hype coming up around it was um they really got me when aunt may died um you know, obviously she has the uh, the she has the Uncle Ben line in there, um, but I, I wasn't really expecting that to happen during the movie. But what I what I you know, as much as I've kind of, you know, I guess, bashed the story for lack of a better word, um, this kind of helps tie in where this story leads in this movie with her death, you know, and the struggles that Peter has and that all the Peters have as they as they go through it. And kind of, you know, that's where it really hits home for me as far as it being, you know, a really good movie is 
there's three people here, you know, two of them were, you know, I think uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man on the roof of the school has that line where he's like, don't tell me you understand. It's like, if anybody understands, it's these two guys right here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So it was, it was really, it was really, I guess, a poetic way of just kind of them kind of, you know, working together, but, but her death really was, was surprising to me. But once you get to the end of the movie and you see what he has to do, it kind of, you know, makes a lot of sense um, for it, but definitely didn't see that coming. I don't know. Uh, Greg, did you see that coming with the, with the movie? No, I mean, it was shocking to me as well. And, you know, I think it, uh, it, it fit in with the story and yeah, definitely uh, made sense plot wise for her to go. And even um, with where the movie ends up the ending, you know, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I think, uh for for pete to truly be on his own and you know be his own man they kind of had to sever that tie to to may kind of you know doting on him and everything because this may uh was even more of a mother figure than like the previous iterations um so it was it wasn't like, you know, this is just an aunt that I'm living with and she's kind of taking care of me. It was it was more like, no, she's my mom. So uh, um, it made sense that, you know, her death came about and I thought it was handled well, too, because, you know, they they played it off like, oh, you know, she got nicked and, you know, it is what it is. She'll be OK. And then yeah, all recover. of a sudden she falls backwards and it's like, oh, wait a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. Once she says that line, you're like, oh, no, here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, was, and was, I'm, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, just uh, about that line to the uh, the great power line. I was so happy that they finally got it right because uh, the other ones they just say with great power comes great responsibility, and that's not the the original line. The original line is with great power there must also come great responsibility, and it seems like a stupid distinction, but there is a difference in the wording there. Uh, The the responsibility is assumed that it's automatically going to come to you with great power when you leave out there must also, but when you put in that there must also uh, from the original line, it's saying, no, you need to take the reins and grab that responsibility also. You have the power, now you need to uh, be responsible with it. Just my two cents. <laughs> no, I, I I caught that too. And I, you know, I think all three of them have like little different change. Like I think the amazing Spider-Man um, when uncle Ben says it's a little different from the Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. um, movies. Um, I, and I think I, I kind of had a feeling that either happy or um, Aunt May were going to bite it in this one only because, you know, Spider-Man, like I think they only reference Ben twice maybe in the previous movies um and i don't even think they reference him by name i think they or they might say something like a quick one or two throwaway line and it was always like kind of in the back of my head like are they really going to do it like or is iron man going to be like his uncle type that dies and makes him spider-man um but i had a feeling that happy or aunt may were going to be the ones that died that I, I I'm not afraid to to say it. Like I, as I get older, I feel like I I you know will tear up more in movies. Um, and I, it doesn't matter if I'm in public or I'm at home. Um, I I did cry at this part because I think so like did, it, and uh, 
So did that guy elbow you? And he's like, yo, yo. And he's like, oh, shoot. He's crying. Let me, let me give him a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yo, no shame in the game, my friends. No shame in the game. Let me give him a minute. Let me give him a minute. Yeah, he like it. he's like, no, just like Uncle Ben. I got that's, oh, oh, oh. that's the same oh. line as Uncle. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. <laughs> oh Those are real tears. <laughs> um, but I, I think like not necessarily like just of her dying. Like it could have been like. Uh, Sally yeah. Field could have died in Amazing Spider-Man and probably wouldn't have been as great because I think like Tom Holland and, and Marissa Tomei were so great in that in that role and just like at, like you know when she got up and I'm like oh she's good and then she falls I like like you know like she falls again I'm like ooh look she's <laughs> she's not making it out of this um so yeah but I I think that like there were like two other parts that I might have teared up in the movie but that was that was the one that got me where I kind of looked around I'm like Is anyone else crying and you hear like like hear the sniffles. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I'm getting uh, just thinking about it right now. Yeah. So some of my stuff that I had another fault, which, you know, you, you had kind of touched on. Um, but <clears throat> why is Electro here? If he doesn't know Peter's identity mm. and along those lines, why aren't the Aunt Mays from the other franchises and MJ from the Spider-Man franchise there? They know Peter's identity. Why weren't they sucked in? It's just, it's, it's one of those things. It's like it's uncharacteristically sloppy writing for Marvel. Like yeah. they don't I don't think they normally would leave a plot hole like that in the movie, but somehow it it found its way in there. So it just it took a little bit of enjoyment out for me when it's like, well, you're not really playing by the only your own rules that you established. Yeah, um, I, I think by that, like what they did with that was basically just like they didn't want to overpack this movie. And I, I think like, Let's yeah, that, I guess well, it's another that being minutes. A, a plot hole, but yeah, but like now you got to like introduce like what four new characters and like Sally field, like they got her for like two movies. She's not coming back for another third Spider-Man movie. Cut the check, like, cut the check. Yeah. No I'm way. just, and look, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not saying I expected to see them. I don't yeah, I feel terrible I understand. saying this. Like, I don't even a- know if Rosemary Harris is still alive, but I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, like you can't, you can't set up rules like that and then not play by them. You I know. know I, I mean? agree. I, you could consider that a plot hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to see Rosemary <laughs> Harris still alive. Yes, please. I'm please on. look I'm into on. that. So we can let our viewers know or our listeners. Uh, so I want to talk about the ending here. Um, you know, we're jumping around, but uh, I, I do want to bring this up. And I said this on another show, which, you know, we kind of talked about uh, Spider-Man no way home a little bit on, um, uh, the Geek Speak last week podcast. So go check that out if uh, if you're looking for even more Spider-Man No Way Home content goodness. But um, this ending, absolutely loved it. I thought it was pitch perfect. Um, you know, it emotionally, I don't. It didn't resonate with me in terms of being sad that Peter had to give away uh, his knowledge or everyone else's knowledge of his identity. Uh, you know, it, it was a burden that he had to shoulder, but that's what the character of Spider-Man would do. You know, he'll take on that burden when no one when no one else will, because he knows that responsibility that that he needs yeah. to assume. Um, and then as far as like the new costume, which is the classic Spidey costume. Oh, my God. Absolutely loved it. The colors were so vibrant on it. It had the classic traditional Spidey logo. I love that it's pared down. You know, it doesn't have the Stark tech anymore because he's his own man. He grew into that Spider-Man role and he's he's look, he's on his own and he's taking it down to basics. So they're just 
for me, I don't know that with the movie that we had, that ending could not have been any more perfect. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, what did you guys feel about the ending? Um, I got a gut punch when I read online with um, like with the Stark tech where someone mm-hmm. pointed out, they said one of the reasons that the Stark tech doesn't work is because he doesn't exist in the world anymore. So like his recognition, like voice recognition wouldn't pick up and they like uh. erased him from, and I'm like, Oh man, that, that sucks. Like even like robots don't even know who he is like that. Like he, <laughs> he literally does not exist. Um, and I, I love, I absolutely love this ending. And I, and you know, all three of us were on the, the geek speak last week podcast. And I said, like, it's very rare to see, like, you know, all these MCU, most of them have, and like, we never got an origin movie for Spider-Man. He was always Spider-Man. Everyone knows the story. Like, it's not, it's kind of like, well, they keep making Batman movies, which I, we, you know, the next one's fun. The next yeah, one's taking my let's point. Go. The next let's one's taking go. my point. He's already Batman. Um, Cause we all know the friggin' story. Even Joker covered it. Um, but I, I like that we didn't like he was already Spider-Man when he was introduced and we didn't we didn't need an origin for him to actually like, you know, gain spider powers. But I like how we got a trilogy for him to build up to the Spider-Man that he is going to be moving forward. Now, is he going to be Spider-Man in the MCU? Like I, it, it, he might not be MCU, it might be the Sony verse. I, I don't I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be MCU. I hope it is. Um, but you're right, Greg. It, it really couldn't have been more perfect. And I think like. I think to undo everyone knowing who he is was was great because one of the problems I kind of see with Marvel movies and the MC movies is that everyone knows who everyone is and there's no sense of anonymity within like the public and and their heroes. And I think it's really like, you know, it, it's back to basics of, yeah, him not having any kind of special tech or resources like he's he is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man like he's not going to be able to like quick search for villains or anyone like he has to kind of do it on his own. And I thought like, I, I I did find it very kind of heartbreaking for him because like he, he was just a kid, like he was in high school and he like really transitioned from the fact of like, he was going to, he was going to go to MIT and well, he wasn't, but he was probably going to go to some other like kind of school. Like, but then he had this, like he had to settle on studying for his GED and it just, you know, he, he had like kind of the world in front of him and he was at the at, at top of his own life of basically being an Avenger and being a hero. And it, other than the hero part, everything got like in his personal life just got taken away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he basically had to come into himself and say, come and say like, Hey, um, this is my life now. And, you know, I have to be Spider-Man. Like I can't, no one else can like kind of help me. It, like I'm, it, I, I, this is me now. And it kind of was sad, but you know, and I said before, like, it is very like a hopeful kind of ending because he's going to basically be his own man moving forward. And, you know, we're going to get some really cool stories out of this. And um, on the suit note, I love the suit. I wish we would have got like a high death, like clear picture of it um, because, you know, with him swinging, it is kind of hard. Like you don't see at any point in full, full body, but you can right. kind of make out what it looks like. And there's people on online like doing like like high def, like high HD, like images of it. And it looks like it it it, uh, it honestly is probably my favorite suit that he had since far. From, I like the one from far from home. 
but I, I really do like this one. And if it's hopefully his main one going forward where he doesn't keep upgrading it. Um, but yeah, Harry, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't care about the suit if I'm being honest <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, they, they give you all the suit options when you play the Spider-Man video game for those who've never played. And when you play the Miles Morales one and, um, yeah, I usually pick one and just stick with it. Cause I think it looks cool. And the other ones come around and I think they're pretty, whatever, um, big fan in the Miles Morales game, uh, towards the end uh, spoiler alert, uh, you unlock the one with the book bag and the cat in it. That that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, so really could use that in the MC universe, uh, you know, Ke- Kevin Feige, if you're listening. Um, so yeah, so suits aren't really that big for me. I mean, cool. He's got his own suit that he made just like the other Spider-Man. And, um, but I, I feel a little bit different from you guys where this, this ending left me a little cold. Um, I don't think I need an origin story about Peter Parker. I don't think I need this Tom Holland origin story. Um, it was Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? I didn't see him swinging in Hawkeye. cold. Left you um, cold. Yeah, I, I'm picking up what you put. I'm ignoring it in, in case you didn't realize um, for the people at home. Um, just usually how my jokes get ignored a lot. Um, so, yeah, you threw me off there. But sorry. No, you're good. Tom you're good. Holland. Uh, yeah, it, I think it creates a more interesting discussion on what, you know, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, what they end up doing with Spider-Man. You know, there is this whole Sony Disney thing. There is this whole will Tom Holland continue to play Spider-Man. It's been confirmed. I think Kevin Feige said that he would be. Um, But I wonder if this turns into a DC type, how we've kind of seen with the Joker and with Batman movies where there's kind of a plug and play as far as like, oh, well, this is the, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man and this is Sony Spider-Man, you know, but. I don't know. The ending kind of left me a little bit like, oh, so we're just pressing the reset button here and we're going to get an origin story, which we've seen in two other Spider-Man movies. And what everybody I think enjoyed about this Tom Holland Spider-Man was that he just kind of showed up and jumped right into it and we didn't have to get the whole backstory. Um, But yeah, again, I'm kind of contradicting myself because, you know, from this, how this movie was told, you know, it does kind of come all full circle there with him kind of pressing the reset button and, you know, wanting to save the people he loves by not involving them, you know, the same way he lost his aunt may. Um, So from that perspective, it does make sense, but it left me a little, a little bit cold on that. And also because it was winter, I saw him running in that snow and I thought, Ooh, boy, that's chilly. I would love a good suit to just kind of warm me up inside. Not this cloth that I made. Or if you're Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, you get a, a beanie and a scarf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's rocking that. Exactly. Um, so something that you kind of touched on, which is, you know, what, you know, how exactly does this move forward with the Sony and and Disney partnership? Mm-hmm. And I would love if someone can explain the post credits Venom scene to me, because <laughs> I get I get that it's like, oh, well, now a piece of it is stuck in in this universe and, you know, that'll lead to Black Suit Spider-Man. But I swore the whole point of this was to build up to a crossover between Tom Hardy Venom and Tom Holland Spider-Man. And in this post credit scene, Tom Hardy Venom goes back to his universe, which doesn't even make sense why he was in ours anyway, because he didn't know Spider-Man's identity until he saw it on the news in the end of venom let there be carnage um Mm -hmm. so 
what the hell? Like, is this, there's not going to be a crossover now? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like what I, I'm at a loss for words. Somebody explain this. I can't, but <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Um, and I, and I, and Chris, I don't know who Chris Feige hand ready here. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Take hold, it on, away. Me, hold on. <laughs> Kevin, they're asking me about Venom. What do I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got it. Um, I know like someone, and I think it was someone on geek speak last week had, had, and I forget who it was, had mentioned that like one of the things might've been because like Venom, he even says, but right before he crosses universes that he's like filled with like an infinite amount of knowledge across universes and, and blah, 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 blah. I watched this on my computer and it was like, like a a bootleg version of it. So I might've missed a word or two, but it was like, it, it was him just saying how like he has a vast amount of knowledge. I'm thinking that they maybe the reason what he was is because since some knowledge like of all the information he has he knows that peter parker spider-man that might be it only because like that's why he like licked the tv and he's like interesting or said something goofy like that right. um now i thought it would be i can't explain why he disappeared i think the only reason really might have been to either leave the symbiote symbiote or however people pronounce it nowadays um leave the symbiote behind in the universe and so that way we're going to get a black suit maybe um or we're gonna get like an mcu eddie brock i don't know the other option i think Mm -hmm. it would be really funny is because it would be if for some reason like after multiverse of madness like eddie brock like tom hardy eddie brock gets zapped back into the mcu and it just makes him go crazy i i think that would be funny because i think tom hardy plays crazy funny um, I think he's he's good at it. So I think like that would kind of develop like make his character go nuts. That's not gonna happen. So uh, I can't answer your question. Her, any takes I gave on you, this? I gave you the long the long answer that makes no sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I mean you tried. got some good I points mean, there. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think Kevin might have hung up on you a little too early before you get a chance to finish it. So that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Um I uh I don't care. Um this is <laughs> I, you know, the scene again, like I just, I saw that scene and I thought, okay, like this is another thing where I have an issue with Marvel where it's like, here we go. We're hinting at Venom possibly being involved. And it's like, okay, like what are the rules here? Because as you mentioned, Greg, like you're not making much sense on like how this whole works and like, is he a part of the universe? Is he not? I mean, maybe this is just a whole tie in of real world Sony disney mess of just like what they want to do and what disney wants to do maybe we're getting a behind the scenes look at that but like just like i don't care just like show me like you know this you know when you when you release the next movie is it going to be in it or not do i have to wait you know another 19 movies to like see if this is going to play a role do i have to wait for the sony spider-man like i just i like it just again like usually and i you know uh I wouldn't say this is hot takey, but usually these scenes at the end of the movies are usually leading to another, the next movie, or they're leading to, Oh, hinting at like, we're going to get this person soon. Like you think back to Avengers, you know, I just watched, my wife was watching it the other day at the end of Avengers, they show Thanos and he's like, you know, I'll do it, you know, or like, wait till they get a load of me or whatever uh, the line is. But, and it's like, that's hinting, like there's a bigger story coming here. And it's like, what are we hinting at here? Like that, like venom might be a part of the universe in some way like okay i don't care like you know i don't know again don't care 
I mean, I I care. Uh, not that I like this. Not that I like this particular iteration of Venom, but it's like you've been teasing the two of them meeting up, and now you're just blowing that away. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. So what was the point of all this? It, it just yeah. it 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 doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. But I I don't know. I, I guess th- that's neither. Go ahead. I think we're probably going to get. Like, I think we're going to get one more Spider-Man movie and then the end credits will be the symbiote because the symbiote. Oh, also all, a little bit off topic. Do you guys notice who the bartender was? No. Yeah. Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. Football is life. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. You go see it. Again, oh, right? all right. Well, I'm yeah. definitely going to keep you know what I did? for that. You thing. know what I did in the theater? I, oh, the guy next to me, I said, that's Danny Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what? He said, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> I, I think they were going to get confirmed. One. I think like Spider-Man Four, whatever they call it. I think in the post credits or whatever, that's when this the symbiote's going to match with Tom Holland. Uh, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I probably am. My I'm question is, is: Is Ted Lasso? Does he exist in the Spider-Man universe? Probably. Is that Danny Rojas think. in the off season? Is he? Just that's a bartending somewhere. I don't oh, think he needs to be bartending in Mexico on the off season. Yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah, because just like curious. just curious that that symbiote has to somehow make it to New York from Mexico, and that's a little teeny tiny thing. That's going to take at least two more movies to get to. So, <laughs> have you ever seen any science fiction movies, Chris? It'll it'll happen. I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. I saw that movie Life that basically is the uh, creation of Venom. That is a that is a wild movie. <laughs> hmm. Um. As far as the other post credit scene go, which was the mini teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm. of Madness, which uh, I believe Marvel released today on uh, yes. social media. Um, I am super hyped for that. Uh, the teaser, I thought, was really cool. Uh, it gave us lots of little flashes. It actually kind of reminded me of um, the teaser for Avengers that played at the end of uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, oh, yeah, where it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. flashes of scenes and then like a little bit of dialogue. And it's like, this is what's coming. So yep. I, I got a really good feeling for this. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. So I'm excited that he's getting to play in the MCU proper. Um, it looks like they're tying in uh, strange Supreme from what if, which has me hyped because I sat through all those episodes. So <laughs> Um, it's cool that you know that's it's paying that off. Pay off, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, we get to see Wanda uh, in all her goodness. We get to see some America Chavez, so uh, and possibly Shuma Gorath. I, I don't know if that's exactly who that uh, giant eyeball was, uh, sure. or if it's another character. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, what did you guys think about the Doc Strange two teaser? What I like is I didn't even know if it was confirmed at this point that he was coming back, but um, Chidwell Ejiofor, I don't think, oh, I think yeah, it was like yeah. rumored for the longest time that and I would think that he, you know, I, I'm glad that he is because he was one of my favorite parts of Doctor Strange 1, but I don't think they ever actually officially said he was coming back. Um, so we actually with those dreads too. I know, man. Um, I, I think his addition is going to be whether or not he's the main. I doubt he's the main villain. Um, they didn't really re- like I, other than like Strange Supreme. I think it looks like him, Mordo, and yeah, the eyeball monster. I forget. I can't pronounce his name. Um, Shuma Gorath. <laughs> Shuma Gorath. And then they said like maybe um, Wanda will be a villain. Like we, they didn't really 
hint at like what trail some trailers do is they'll show like maybe a shadow of someone or like just a voiceover like they didn't care they just threw their cards in they're like here here's strange supreme here's wanda like you're not gonna you're not only gonna get like an like a voiceover from wanda like you're getting actual shots of wanda you get her in her mcu costume which is cool um i i you know i you kind of don't need a good plot to this movie because it's basically kind of the i feel like the title like explains it is you're <laughs> going to get a multiverse of man of madness and you're just gonna like I, it's gonna be basically strange trying to fix what he what he messed up um and i, I think it's I, I think it's gonna be really like this is gonna be a, like a visually like a, you know the first one was acid trippy this is just gonna take it to a, like a whole new level um and i think it, it it's it's gonna be really cool i i can't wait to see like you know a lot of there there's already leaks or people saying that like they're doing reshoots and there's Cameos so i gotta galore. go back on our group our group chat duty of making sure everyone's um <laughs> you know avoiding like certain things um but I, I'm, I'm terrified of what the next five months is going to bring with people online and this movie because there's so much and same with no way home. There's so much potential to really like just have to have fun with the multiverse that I don't want. I don't want to know a single thing. Like I don't even want to watch the next trailer for this movie because I'm afraid Ooh. that it's either going to release. They're going to like, say something new. Like they're going to maybe put Loki in it in the next trailer or something silly. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm going to, I mean, you know, I'm not going to stick oh, on my word there. On. Um, but I think they're going to have a lot of fun with the movie. And I, I, you know, I think that what they showed already, it just shows that it's going to be a much darker um, story than the first Dr. Strange. And I think with Sam Raimi, like that's, that's incredible that they got him to come back for it. Mm -hmm. Harry, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, this was, this was one of the end credit scenes that I didn't really mind too much. I mean, obviously, you know, watching a trailer for something that's going to drop the week later or a couple of days later is like a little disappointing to have at the end of the movie. But I think I had mentioned it on a previous pod. Like, you know, I'm not too concerned about the reshoots because Marvel budgets, this into their their shoots after they've done they're done so they always do a ton of reshoots or you know whatever they need to do so this is this is nothing new for them the only thing that i think is different with this is that i think dr strange was originally supposed to come before spider-man but sony really wanted this spider-man to come out so that's why there might be some story details or different things that have changed with this movie um, so I believe that is what I heard on that. So it'll be interesting to see how this, you know, again, I think it could be a little trippy. Um, and I hope it is, I hope it gives us, I, I won't, I won't be upset with this movie. If this is a, you know, they're telling us one thing, but then they surprise us at the end and say, this was actually happening all along because it is that type of thing with Dr. Strange where it's like kind of anything goes, I'm excited to see, you know, Wanda reappear. I'm not surprised if this will be kind of a theme for Marvel moving forward where, you know, two characters are kind of carrying the solo movies. Um, you know, we had this with Spider-Man where it's like, hey, not only do you have Doctor Strange, you got two of the previous Spider-Man in it. You know, Doctor Strange's movie is going to have Wanda in it and obviously some, you know, other returning characters um, and some new characters. Um but, you know, it's just a shame we have to wait five months. I think it was originally supposed to come out in March and then, you know, maybe it was last month or two months ago. They they made the shift to shift everything back, uh, you know, to the next release date. So everything got pushed. But um, 
super excited for Doctor Strange too, um, and where it could go with the with the multiverse. Obviously, you know, Wanda kind of was the starter with it. Loki took the torch. This has kind of carried it on further, you know. And I'll see if there's actually some better theorizing we can do, you know, after this, um, you know, movie to see, you know, what's next. So yeah. Uh, circling back to what Chris was talking about with uh, spoilers, I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. Uh, Uh-oh. folks, get on your soapbox. Yes. Now, this is a spoiler filled podcast, but we advertise that up front. Don't be a jerk and post spoilers mm. like just don't do it. I've I've had people already that now I have seen the movie at this point. Obviously, we're having this discussion. But like even today, as of today, the movie has not been out a week and people are posting spoiler photos. If I hadn't seen this movie, I promise you, I would cut them out of my life because that's how (laughs) crazy uh, I can be sometimes. But like, I I just like, don't ruin that joy. There's so little joy in this world. And we know that these movies bring joy to a lot of people. So don't ruin it for people just because you have a meme that you think is funny. Like just, it's not like let people find out on their own time and enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, this is, this is what the, the timeline should be for when you can post spoilers when it's okay. You know, that's, that's up to your judgment. But like when the movie hasn't even been out for a week, that's a little crazy. Like give people the chance to see it. You know, I don't know. I, uh, I was going to say, Greg, there was a couple of tweets I was going to like because uh, I'd seen the movie a couple of days before you. And I was like, ah, what if Greg comes, opens Twitter and like runs across it and like sees that I like the tweet? So I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, that's how careful I was being with it with some people. It was definitely a thing where I, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm absent on social media a lot of the times, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm just out here liking things and giving thumbs up and hearts to people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely tough out there. I try to, I try to avoid, you know, I think I do a pretty good job because I don't follow as many things as I would say the usual fan does. You know, I know our buddy, I always yell at Tim. I'm like, Tim, what are you following? And Tim's like, oh, I'm following spider, spider, spider spoilers.com. And it's like, dude, don't follow spider spoilers.com. Like, I don't have to tell you. Um, just remove that from your thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, that, that helps. So that would be my suggestion to people is it is a lot. It is tough. I mean, I had uh, I'm a big Liverpool fan. Um, they play in England. I don't get to watch their games all the time because they happen during work hours or during 7 a.m. in the morning. So um, a lot of times it's avoiding things. And it's, you know, today I got it spoiled because I opened my phone and it was an ESPN headline that's rounded up the entire games. And I just said, oh. Okay, I guess I'll mm. I know the score of that game. So it's uh, it is always depressing. And, you know, like you were saying, Greg, the things that give you so much joy, you know, or that you look forward to so much to have that ruined for you before you get a chance is it, it you know, it helps it, it hurts and helps color the way you're going to feel about it. So, yeah, but yeah, for sure. And I know I know you're captain. I can't wait. You, you're the guy. You're the guy diving in. <laughs> no. So I don't. And, and, you know, all the stuff that like I usually will follow people that like. I know, like, I don't look at content and seek it out, like, for for movies like this. Like, I don't, I don't ever like say, like, oh, pictures of Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like, on set, blah blah. blah. Like, I know they're out there, and it's and like, I, I there were a couple, and I and I've said this on a couple of different episodes, like, and I don't want to give this this guy credit, is that Uh-oh. someone shared two pictures, and I and I went on a rant in our chat about it, um, two pictures that were shared where the person who shared them. Um, 
said they had to go on their own show and defend themselves for saying that they weren't real and they were photoshopped. And, you know, if he would, if he thought they were actually real, he wouldn't have shared them. Guess what? They're two shots from the actual movie. They weren't photoshopped or anything. They were real. If you're, if you think in your mind, this is the biggest movie of like 2021 and arguably the biggest movie in second biggest movie in cinema history in terms of opening. If you think you're going to post a picture, whether or not you think it's fan art or not, or like you can do anything with like deep fake now. And I, yeah. And like the reface app that I always send funny memes of me and, and characters that I send you guys. <laughs> but like a month before a movie like this is going to come out, do not share it. Do not post it. Like if you think it's fake, guess what? It's probably not like, and now, now in terms of fan art, like if you draw, like if you're going to draw like a picture of like all three Spider-Man together, like three months ago and like hand drawn. And like, this is what I would love to see happen. That's completely different. But if you're showing actual, like it looks like on set footage, then just, then just stop because you're right. Like, there is, and you know, movie fans have gone through a lot the past, like I, the world's gone through a lot, but I feel like mm. movie fans have gone through a lot with like movies being delayed and being doing reshoots. And we're not able to go to the movies because, you know, out of, out of concern of COVID. And I, I feel like with a movie like this, like it, it, it had a sense of normalcy and knowing those, like seeing those two pictures, I didn't, I, I mean, I, I, it was stuff that I kind of assumed was going to be in the movie, mm. but when you share this, like I went back and saw like some posts, like when I was uh, kind of free from Twitter and I did the same thing, Harry with Greg, because I knew he was going to be the last one to see it with us. So I didn't appreciate like, you I, guys. I had to read so carefully into a, like if I was going to like something, be like, Oh Jesus, what is Greg going to see? Like, <laughs> I hope not. I, hope I not. did see some questionable stuff. Your wife liked Harry. So, uh, dude, she's uh, the worst. I'm not going to throw her completely under the bus, no, but there were a she, couple things I saw where I was like, is this a spoiler? Yeah, yeah, she is Captain. Oh, has he not seen it already? Well, that's his problem. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I think that like, I, I tried, like, I tried to like just avoid that stuff, but it just like, I went on Twitter where like, after I'd like stopped my, like, I, I like removed every Spider-Man tag that I possibly, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I like blocked electricity and words like that, that like, you know, thank God my electricity didn't go out and Twitter didn't update me. And I like would, <laughs> would have found out. Uh, and re- <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say real quick, shout out to our friend Dom, who literally, I think, blocked every word except for uh, No Way Home um, from uh, his Twitter list. And that's the title <laughs> of the movie. So he had a luckily he caught it, I think, very early before anything you know went through. Yeah. But it was one of those funny moments where it's like, no matter what you do. Oh, how could I forget? No way home is a word yeah. is the, the phrase, not word <laughs> phrase I should block. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I unblocked everything and saw posts from three, four days before um, that the movie was released with actual footage from the movie, like not not just like a quick glimpse of like Doc unfriend. and unfollow Doc. unfriend that stuff. But no, it was like when you go to like like search and you search like hashtags for like oh, no way home. Yeah, yeah. but I, I had already seen that. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do it sometimes. But like I but I saw like I think someone like like Ben Simmons was ta- was trending. And they copied a picture of the movie, a screenshot from the movie of Spider-Man No Way Home on Ben Simmons that has nothing to do with the movie. It just Dangerous once completely there. once completely successful, the other's a piece of crap. And <laughs> like 
I just, I was dying. I was like, I'm like so mad for people that actually got that stuff spoiled because like being in the theater and experiencing that was like, like, I feel like I, I, other than Endgame, I've never experienced a crowd like that. And now like I, I there's going to be people out there that are knowing going in, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, I, and I just, I feel yeah. bad. And yeah. Don't spoil stuff. Don't be an, an a-hole. I know yeah. we're a PG, a PG rated. So I didn't say the whole thing, but just don't ah. be an a-hole. Appreciate That's the, that. the moral of the story. Uh, remind me after the episode, uh, once we're offline, to uh, to tell you about the further misadventures of said reviewer who shall not be named. Ooh, because uh, nice. yeah, there's there's some updates with that from me. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving on to my last point, uh, I just wanted to talk about um, you know where I rank this and and how I score it and everything. So on yeah. my letterbox, I gave it four out of five stars. Um, for me, this was good enough to land in the top 10 of all the Marvel movies. I put this squarely at number 10, but I feel like because of those flaws and that sloppiness with the, the storytelling and granted, it's just minor, but it's enough to, to make the difference. The movies, it's really, really good, but it's, it's not quite great. It's just on the cusp. So I don't know. That's, that's where it landed for me. Um, you know, where you guys, if you want to talk about where it landed for you, or if you want to go on to some of your other points, like, you know, whatever you, you guys want to do. Harry, you can go. Yeah. 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 For me. Um, I mean, I think we touched base on, you know, all the points for the film. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very excited, obviously, to see what Marvel has in the future. And, you know, as, as we talk about, like, guys, we'll be here to, you know, touch, touch base on it and give you our thoughts and, and you know, hopefully keep up with what's happening. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, similar to you, Greg, it, it's funny. Um, you know, I, I'm always interested to see how me and you vary because usually Chris and I vary a lot, but I usually, I think you're the one that kind of is the middle, um, mm-hmm. of, of me and Chris. Um, sometimes I see which way you lean. And, uh, for me, it was four out of five as well. You know, it was very good, you know, a fun time. Listen, if you're a fan, you know, and obviously you've listened this far, if you're a fan of the Sp- the universe, I think you're going to enjoy this movie. If you're a fan of Spider-Man, the character, you're going to enjoy this movie. If you're a fan of the Garfield movies, you're going to enjoy this movie. The Toby movies, I think you'll enjoy it. Like anybody who's a fan of the Spider-Man universe in totality in film will, or even comics will enjoy this movie. Um, I have it right now currently at number eight. It just passed Iron Man for me, but I think I might have to rework my, I know I'm a little softer on Iron Man, you know, and, uh, you know, shout out to anyone who listened to our Marvel rankings pod, go back and uh, listen to that for our official rankings. But um, I'm, I'm still reworking my top 10, but it landed in my top 10. I have it at number eight right now, but easily could go back to number nine right ahead of homecoming. Cause I think this might be a little bit better, but I also really enjoy homecoming as an origin story. Um, so, you know, it's probably going to stay in the top 10, but, you know, around that eight or nine mark, I know I'm kind of harping on it, but, uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing I think I try to think about with lists is, you know, and I think the way we do it, it's not set in stone. We talk about it, you know, we, we rank them and then, you know, Hey, I might watch Iron Man tomorrow and be like, dang, you know what? How's this better than this? You know? So it's ever, it's ever changing. It's ever, ever evolving. Um, but you know, right now it's, it's, it sits firmly in the top 10. Hands, what about you, buddy? It took seven years. How many Marvel movies have come out since 2014? A lot. Oof. Yeah. Oof. You're, you're and not wrong. You want me to count them? No. If you want. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not listening <laughs> to me, go ahead. You're um, going to take it offline. In 2014, a little movie called 
Captain America and the Winter Soldier came out, which yeah. for seven years has been my favorite Marvel movie with maybe I think I had Infinity War creeping up to be like almost like I, 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 I don't mm. like it as much as Winter Soldier. After seven years, mm. I can now say that I oh. now have a favorite MCU movie in No Way Home. Stop um, it. This I'm not. This is probably <laughs> shut up. This is probably <laughs> this is probably e- not e- probably easily in my top f- four, three or four comic book movies I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is this has this has taken the throne of the Winter Soldier, which I never honestly thought. Like I thought maybe wow. like Infinity War, I thought had the closest shot. Maybe I don't even think Endgame, but I like I honestly think this. And I had Far From Home in number three, so you know my love of Spider Man, which you guys harped on me about that. This <laughs> this has now taken the spot, and Winter Soldier moved up to number two. Wow, I, I love that. Sorry, you are so I so loved. I loved that <laughs> silence so much the- when there was just two minutes of peace and so letting me live with the decision. Oh my goodness. I, I, my brain was trying to process this because oh I, I just don't get it. Wow. <laughs> much like the Venom's uh, stinger. Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, for the for the fans at home, Hans had let us know that it would be in his top five, but he would reveal the number on the pod. I can't believe you saved it for this long and kept us all in anticipation. Unbelievable moment by you. I will say, you know, as much as I am in agreement with Greg, I will say for the amount that you cared about this movie, that you were interested in this movie, that you dove into this movie, I'm happy you were rewarded. Um, but yeah, yeah you, your your numbers, your numbers, your number is uh, is a little wild, and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll be excited in a few years. Uh, that was to a backhanded compliment. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm excited to revisit our Marvel ranking some point in the future. Um, mine is ever ever growing on my letterbox on uh, if you follow Higher Hip Eight, um, but uh, you know I go in there and adjust every once in a while. But yeah, it's uh, wow, I'm, I'm kind of blown my... away by Greg. <laughs> anyone, anyone of you guys know what my letterbox name is? Because I have no idea. I'm gonna look it up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. What a, what a guy! What a mine guy! Um, Shoryuken. Oh, oh, and by the way, Rosemary Harris still alive at 94. Yes. So. Yeah. I dude, I, I forgot oh. to mention that. I looked it up. <laughs> it's saw she was born in 1927 or something Oof. like that. I was like, how old is this? Well, obviously, he could have went on a date with. She could have went on a date with Captain America. God really bless, could. but she should have had a cameo on No Way Home. See, that's see what keeps Hanratty. it out of number one. See Hanratty. I think you got to change your name to Hands, but that's just me. Probably already taken. Maybe figure it out. Okay. Well, I didn't post my letterbox review because I knew you guys might see it, and I wanted. I saved mine until I knew Greg saw it. I said I wanted to watch. No, I meant like actually hear it from me of me putting it at the top of the MCU because um, I wanted to see what your faces and your reactions were. Wow. Well, I hope we didn't disappoint because you sure didn't disappoint us. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, okay. Do any of you guys have any other things you want to talk about with No Way Home before we wrap this up? I know we touched Best on a Marvel lot. movie ever. God, <laughs> mm. 
I roll. I have, no, that you is it. That's my about, closing you, arguments. You know what I love about our relationship hands is no matter what, you still surprise me to this day. You keep our, you keep our relationship interesting and I appreciate you for it. Like how I love the fifth element. Who doesn't love the fifth element? Coven, Coven, Dennis, Coven, Coven, my man. You told, okay. you were like surprised when I told you it was one of my favorite science fiction movies. Well, I mean, listen, you got some takes, my guy, and uh, <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about. So, um, you know, I appreciate takes. it. I appreciate it. All I'm right, good though. Okay, hands. Anything else? <laughs> I got nothing else. All right. So that has been our no way home uh, spoiler filled discussion, which. Looks like it's about half the length of the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can play this as a commentary if you want when the uh, the Blu-ray comes out. Um, but thank you guys for joining us as always. Uh, Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah, uh, have a happy holidays uh, instead of a holiday. Um, have a happy new year. Uh, appreciate everyone who's listened to us. Uh, we're coming up on our on our one year very, 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 very soon per se. Well, yeah, very soon. Um, yep. So you know, we'll see you guys next year <laughs> and uh, dad joke here and uh, appreciate you guys listening and hope you guys enjoy the movie. Hope you guys get to spend some time with loved ones, watch content you love, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. And anything for the peeps. Thank you for listening for the past year. It's been fun. I, you know, I love talking, talking movies with these two. Um, and I'm glad you get to hear some of our banter and our, our hot takes. Um, I think we or have bad some kind of, or bad takes, whatever, <laughs> like, no way home being number one. Um, yeah, but I think we, I think we have some kind of fun stuff lined up in the, in the next year. Mm. Um, but hopefully you've, uh, enjoyed everything we've heard or we've said, and you heard, yeah, sorry. You got I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still, honestly, I, I think I'm kind of sad now. Um, but <laughs> have, <laughs> hope you guys have, uh, everyone has a good holiday. Um, you know, it's a very crazy time in the world. Mm. So just enjoy, enjoy the time with family. If you're at work, you have off enjoyed. If you work at a movie theater, then God bless you. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we appreciate everything, but yeah, have a good new year. See God you in 2022. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yeah, I concur with these guys. You know, uh, um, make sure you make some time for your family or your loved ones. Uh, Hope everybody has a happy holiday season. And again, you know, we will see you guys uh, next year with season two of Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. Excited to get you some new content and uh, and talk about our favorite stuff, which is movies and TV. Uh, so thank you guys, and as always, live spicy. Spicy.